Tone Deaf is the journey of a musical theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. The reactions to the musicals are real and mostly unedited. This show is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. Now sit back, relax, and have a laugh. You're listening to Tone Deaf. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren. I'm musically challenged. Alright, so this will be a little bit shorter of an intro because there's not as much information on this show. I demand we start pushing two hours on all of our episodes. An hour (laughs) intro and then an hour review. You know, Starlight Express is going to be that, just so that you know. Well, it'll be like 40 minutes of just me sobbing. Yeah. And me sitting here going, I hate you, Andrew Lloyd Webber. But um, that's not for this show. This show, we're going to be following up with the Little Sisters of Hoboken. And we're going to be watching Nonsense 2, The Second Coming. Is that what it's called? Yes. Awesome. So, okay, so Nonsense 2, The Second Coming. So I assume there's going to be the Antichrist and like the end of the world and stuff like that, right? Um, Is this going to be much more action-packed than the last one? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, it, so... Uh, let me tell you what I'm expecting, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. I'm expecting yeah. a big-budget Hollywood production with, like, angels and demons fighting each other, and, like, just some great action porn, and that's... Uh, yeah. And I want all of the the Brides of Christ to, like, transform into divine paladins and smite demons and so judging by your expression that's not at all what what the fuck i mean i mean that would be cool i mean is it too much for a guy to hope you know that i mean they can have musical numbers in between you know destroying demons. oh my gosh see but warren the thing is is that we should have learned from last week's episode that we don't want big budget in broadway uh, okay, okay, you win. Yeah. You win. Of course I do. You. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, with this, it, it opened in 1993, and it, so I love this one, but the only stuff that I could really find other than, like, cast lists and stuff like that and the synopsis, which I'm not going to tell you... Um, was a review from the New York Times. And our opinions differ on this show. Because, I mean, they they open their review with uh, sequels to films like Rocky or Alien or Commonplace. And on occasion, the subsequent ones, twos, and threes are as good, even sometimes better, as the original. In theater, however, the sequel syndrome has never caught on. It's difficult to reassemble a creative team, and the costs involved in producing a new version of an old story are as prohibitive as staging an original. Plus, the specter of major flop sequels like Annie 2, yes, that exists, and Bring Back Birdie also exists. You don't know what that one's is a that, sequel of. But is it Bye Bye Birdie? Yeah. Haha. Um, Shows you what I know and don't know. <laughs> Uh, hovers over the offices of wary angels. Unfortunately, none of these reasons stop Dan Goggin from creating a, a nonsense to the awkward reprise of Nonsense, his original and charming musical comedy. And, he, like, they kind of spend the time saying that this isn't good and that I don't agree with it because, I don't know, maybe it's just because I enjoy the first nonsense so much and the second one i watched just as much as a kid and when did when was the last time you watched nonsense 2 i want to say i was 17 okay so so earlier uh more recent than i would have thought yes Um, and i've listened to the soundtrack a lot more recently than that in fact i listened to it this week to cleanse my palate when I had to listen to Starlight Express, so... And, 
you know, I you haven't gone into the whole thing about why they're saying, you know, Nonsense 2 isn't as good as the first one. Uh, but everything is subjective. I yeah, mean, it people, is. Some people love Greece, and you and I don't care for Greece. I mean, uh, to, to pull from something from my childhood, I mm-hmm. used to watch the original three Ninja Turtles movies all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really liked the second one, which was like not as popular as the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I still really like the second one. And to me, it was my personal favorite. So yeah. it's, you know, uh, people like different things. Mm-hmm. And this news article writing person, uh, you know, there's a special place in hell for them, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I guess I will we'll reserve judgment. Because yeah, maybe I'll list, I'll wa- we'll watch Nonsense too, and I'll be like, yeesh. Probably not. But... Uh, probably not, because like... The things that they don't like about it are some of the things that I do like, <laughs> but I can't tell you until we watch the show. Oh, but, so we'll revisit this article Yeah, after. we'll revisit it after, but I just wanted to introduce it to you as, A, this is all I can find on this, which means that, <laughs> to give you an idea, the rest of the sequels, I can find the synopsis, I can find who was in the original cast. And that's about it. That's it. There is nothing on the rest of the sequels. Interesting. Yeah, and I don't think it's a case of, oh, this is a bad sign, because these shows were popular enough and fun enough that Dan Goggin was going to create the Nonsense TV show, which I don't know what happened with that, and I still can't find anything about it. So I don't know if it was a case of budget or streaming or what, but... Seems like the kind of thing that Amazon or Netflix or Hulu should pick up. They really should. I would I would enjoy it because I I have I have a special place in my heart for the little sisters of Hoboken, so <laughs> and I want to see their shenanigans. I would love to see more nuking of hobos. That's where they're from, Hobo Nukin, New Jersey. I oh made that joke gosh. in the last yes, episode you we did, did. And I'm disappointed that uh you didn't uh, <sighs> catch on right away. I mean come on, Kay. To I be am fair. I'm very predictable. <laughs> to be fair, we did just wake up. That's true. Our schedule got completely foobarred. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so this will be a shorter intro. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that you like it. It's the same cast that was in the previous nonsense that we saw. So. You know, and I liked the the previ- I liked the first nonsense that I saw. So as long yeah. as it's around, you know, the same quality, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't like it. Yeah. The only thing I could think of in terms of, you know, not reading the article that you're that you were referencing earlier is uh, just guessing from what I've heard other people say regarding sequels is maybe they're saying it's not enough different, it's too much like the first one they didn't expand on anything enough like who who knows what yeah and the issue is like i will say that some of the songs do come back but there's enough they've, different. they've been reprised yes they've been reprised um the other thing is i originally was going to have us watch um the mikado because that isn't that the type of bug <laughs> well so the Mikado is a Gilbert and Sullivan musical, or opera, um, and they reference it in this because that's what oh. the students were putting on when they're doing this Kind of like how they're putting on Grease. The yeah, and so it's one of those things, originally I was going to do that, but with the just trauma of the Spider-Man musical, <laughs> I was like, you need something that'll make you smile, and... Our next couple of shows will hopefully make you smile before we get to the next Weber week, which... Will be episode 30? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've... So, listeners, to uh, peel back the curtain a little bit, I... I have to watch these shows. <laughs> Warren, Warren only sees them once. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Kay has to do a deep dive into theater and the internet to find the best quality version for and, to experience. And I am only privy to what is on the surface, but Kay is down there at the base of the iceberg. I have witnessed hell, <laughs> is what I'm saying and what I'm about to say. So um, the next couple of shows are going to be really happy because I need that. <laughs> you need to restore your joy battery. Before it's completely depleted. Yes. Because we're 
yeah, I just, I need, I need shows that make me feel good before we dive again. Mm. And then we'll come out of it with something more pleasant, I hope. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) If the gods of theater are merciful. If the gods of theater are merciful. (laughs) So, um, yeah, Nonsense 2, it's just going to be... An electric boogaloo? A divine boogaloo? (laughs) The reckoning? (laughs) Nonsense 2, Brimstone and Hellfire. (laughs) That's where I'm going to end up. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Nonsense 2, it's going to be some of the same nun humor, same uh, nuns, but different songs, different story. Uh, Takes place, I want to say, six weeks. Either six weeks or six months after the first one, so. As long as it's not six years, six months, and six days after the last one. (laughs) Oh, God. The number of the beast. The nuns must join (laughs) battle against the forces of hell. Okay, so before Warren gives Broadway producers any more ideas, (laughs) we're going to go watch... Nonsense 2, The Second Coming. (laughs) (laughs) Should have been called The Second Nunning. Jesus. Hey folks, your wacky and wonderful Warren here with a quick shout-out. Kay and I would like to thank our ticket holders for supporting our show, and a special shout-out to our Playbill sponsor, Jasmine Wu, and our crew member sponsor, Bianucci, for their generous monthly donations. Warren and I greatly appreciate your support of our show. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We truly cherish your support. Before we jump back into our show, let's take a quick break to hear from our friend Hillary over at History on Blast. And welcome to History on Blast. I'm Hillary, and I'll be your host as we call out history. Every other week, we'll be putting a different person, place, time, or event on blast for the shit that they pulled. This ain't your grandpa's history podcast, so if this sounds like your cup of harbor tea, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast catcher. We all grew up listening to stories of creatures in far-off lands. Whether it was the Easter Bunny, leprechauns, or something else, they were made to explain the unexplained and to entertain. With Cryptid Technical, we'd like to do both while mixing in a little bit of comedy. We're hoping that you sit down, find one you'd like to hear about, and enjoy the show. New episodes upload Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all major podcatchers. And now, the lights are going down and the music is starting back up. So let's hop into the second act of the show. Okay, Warren, so what'd you think? It was good. It was entertaining. I don't know if it's as good as the first one, in my personal opinion. I still think it's good. Yeah. Kind of thing. But I don't know. I don't know. Like it. I don't think that it's like... If it isn't as good, I don't think it's low enough that it really deserves like criticism. I think more or less it's it's about the same. It's about the same. Yeah, because yeah, about the, the same. It's consistency yeah. with this, which maybe that's why they were upset. Maybe I mean it was funny because you do get you get more backstory about all the different nuns. Yeah, you get more in depth about their hopes and their dreams and what they want. So it's like it does expand on their characters. Yeah, um, it does tick some of the same boxes. I did notice a little bit of a theme and i'm wondering if other ones will have uh the same thing yeah because like, we're going in blind with the other ones because i have not seen any of the other shows so yeah so so to begin our recounting of nonsense 2 the second nunnity 
The show opens with the nuns on the run from Johnny Law. They hide in an auditorium and take the entire audience hostage and subject him to their nun-scrupulous humor. Uh, so it, it made me laugh because it did have an opening where the nuns are driving in a white Bronco mm-hmm. and they're being pursued by the police. And I turned to Kay and I'm like, are they referencing OJ? So she's like, yes, yes, yep. they are. Um, so it was funny. But it the, was that time period. It was that time so period. That had just happened. But the, uh, the cops were just escorting the nuns because they were late. They were late for their important fundraising show. And well, they, it's their thank you, not their fundraiser. Oh, their thank you show. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Bad Warren. <laughs> Naughty oh, Warren. Oh, oh, dang it. What's the thing they keep saying? It? Dopey me. Like yes. Dopey me. Dopey me. Uh, the great grand nun introduces our <laughs> roster of holy warriors to the audience. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I didn't write them down because I want to see if I can remember them. Okay. We have the novice, Sister Mary Leo. Mm-hmm. We have the... The bad girl turned good girl, Sister Robert Ann. Mm-hmm. We have the uh, formerly amnesiaed, kind of still amnesiaed, Sister Mary uh, Robert. Uh, sorry, Sister Mary Paul. Yes, I still call her amnesia. Uh, and then we have the number two of the crew, which is uh, Sister uh, uh, Sister Hubert. Mm-hmm. Does she only have the one name? It's not Mary Hubert or Hubert Ann. I think it might be Sister Mary Hubert, but... They always just call her Hubert. Yeah, they just call her Hubert. Who is also the mistress of the novices, Mm -hmm. which makes her the number two, because she is the shit. Um, (laughs) And then we have the the grand supreme alpha mega nun, Mother Superior, who is... uh, uh, I can't remember her actual name. Sister Mary Regina. Regina, thank Mm -hmm. you, because they mostly just call her Mother Superior. Yeah. So, hey, I got... got, Yeah, you you get... Good job. More than half, so out of five, so. <laughs> um, they're, the, uh, they're similar to the first show. Like, they're at an auditorium for, mm-hmm. it's like a school auditorium, right? Yeah. And uh, how do you pronounce the show that the kids Mikado. are? Mikado. Mikado. Not Mikado. Mikado. <laughs> That's what they pronounce it. Mikado is the scene, sponsored by Ikazushi's Car and Sushi Bar. Mmm. <laughs> Sushi. What were we talking about? I I wonder if they have a holy role or a superior role or a novice role. These sushi jokes doing anything for you? Now I want sushi. <laughs> the nuns sing their intro song and thank everyone for joining for this extravaganza. The great grand nun and the mistress of the novices argue about whose idea it was for to do another show. Mm-hmm. Uh, sister Hubert gives a very quick synopsis of the first show, while the other sisters reenact the sacrifice of their 52 sisters <laughs> and the subsequent extravaganza to raise money to defrost and bury the last four sisters who were in the freezer. <laughs> Father Mike pulls the great grand nun off stage for an important missive. The sisters find out that the talent that a talent scout has been deployed from the talent scout headquarters to determine if the sisters are worthy of abandoning God for fame and fortune of Satan. Uh, Mary Paul Amnesia asks the crowd, what's the next best thing to heaven? And my spirit brother in the audience says, sex! <laughs> but Mary Paul Amnesia wouldn't know, because God doesn't allow fun. Turns out, the second next best thing to heaven is bingo! She explains the rule of rules of bingo to the crowd and refers to it as quickie bingo. <laughs> Which made me laugh, because sex and then quickie. But so many sex jokes. There's a lot. Which is great. Which makes me none. Which makes me none. I just said, which makes me none. All our nuns. None, none. None are oh. none. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and then she calls out the, the first bingo number, B12. And she says the best vitamin. Mm-hmm. Then I22, B15, G49, N44. And then casts out 13 because it's an unlucky number. Mm-hmm. Then B11, O66, G57. And then everybody jumps up and shouts, Bingo! Because it turns out that Amnesia forgot she copied the duplicate bingo card and distributed it to everyone. Yes. So there are no winners. <laughs> Much like life. Much like life. Uh, Sister Mary Leo is in the ballet 
Oh, oh, sorry. Then they bring on Sister Mary Leo, who's supposed to perform a ballet about the stoning of Mary Magdalene. <laughs> and uh, But she decides she's doing something else. Hubert helps get Mary Leo's rocks off the stage so she can sing her song and dance number. She then performs a Xanadu number. Uh, if you're listening to this and don't know what Xanadu is... Uh, you fall to your knees right now and thank whatever god you wish that you still retain some shred of your innocence. Mary Leo then roller ballets off the stage and back to participate in a duet with Hubert about how to dethrone the great grand superior Alpha Nun. So what's funny is that Xanadu is one that folks have asked, like, oh, are you doing Xanadu yet? Oh, really? Like, I, I think a couple of folks at work might have asked if we've done Xanadu, and it's like, we have both seen it. And it falls outside of our rule for the first set of shows. Yeah, because it's gotta we be... we will cover it eventually, and we will drink the whole time. Because <laughs> I hate that show. It's kind of like um, the oft-mentioned but not reviewed Carousel. Carousel. Uh, yes, ones that we have seen will be touched on eventually, eventually. Uh, but Kay wants to subject me to the great wide rainbow of musical shows that I have not seen. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean, there will be a lot of shows that we'll see after those two. It's just that I want to put those two off as long as possible. <laughs> no, I... I uh... Yeah, I applaud your decision. Dear God. Um, the other thing is, is that I, I saw a glimpse into the future the soon-to-be future with this roller skating scene. <sighs> what do you mean? You'll see. Oh, God, because of Starlight yeah. Express. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is down the road. <sighs> okay. Hubert and Leo recant the tale of Sister Agnes, who was murdered by a turkey. Yes. <laughs> uh, was it murder, or did the turkey defeat her in honorable combat, as in the days of old? I mean, because it sounds like if... I'm just saying... I'm just saying, as much as I love turkey, if you're coming at a turkey with an axe and that turkey manages to tackle you, wrestle the axe away from you, and, and then you're never heard from again, yeah, the turkey was a superior fighter and deserved to live another clucktacular day. I mean, it's, you know, the turkeys that are bred for food don't live very long after that point, but like after the point of being, say, pardoned or something, or killing the person coming out to kill them, but, uh, yeah. Yes, yes, this is true. Uh, turkey probably did go down in history, though, for other turkeys. This is what you can become. <laughs> what was it? Is he... <laughs> Gobbles the righteous. Gobbles the righteous. You know, and this will be a slight tangent, but that story should be why people should fear feathered dinosaurs. The story of Sister Agnes. This is why T-Rex is just as scary with feathers. Just look at a turkey. Kay has been, for years, trying to talk me out of my inevitable one-on-one -on -one battle with a goose in the future. Or a swan. Or a swan. Oh, no, I guess start with a goose, work up to a swan. Uh, They're dinosaurs. But she keeps telling me not to, because I'll get my ass kicked by a bird that weighs a fraction of what I do. Remember Sister Agnes. <laughs> so, Sister Agnes is just a... A story to try and dissuade Warren from his <laughs> his future righteous combat against the foul feathered beast that is the Canadian goose, the Canada goose. <laughs> Back to the important review at hand, Kay. Um, after that scene, though, they then talk about David and Goliath. Oh yeah, I they make a great joke in there about uh, David hitting Goliath in the junk with his sling. Yes. They're like, is that what happened? She's like, that's my theory. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, I'm just saying, that that actually is a very good theory. I mean, <laughs> hitting a giant in the junk with, uh, with a stone that's hurled a couple hundred miles per hour, I think that would take you out of the fight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, he... He didn't, he didn't kill Goliath. Goliath committed suicide after suffering a shattered testicle. That's Ooh. what happened. I can't... Uh, no, no, Kay. Don't go on a Bible tangent. Don't go on a Bible <laughs> tangent. Save it, Kay. Save, Save it for it. later. Uh, so after the, the recanting of the defeat of Sister Agnes at the hands of the honorable and powerful 
gobbles the the un- gobbles the blooded. Uh, Robert <laughs> Ann interrupts the Alpha Nan, who proceeds to grill Anne on be on behaving more like her. Robert Ann reminds the Alpha Nun that she is she and she is her, and she can't be her, no her be she. <laughs> Alpha Nun spits in Robert Ann's face and tells her to stick her tricks up her sleeve and remember her place. Harsh, but such is the way of the great grand superior Alpha Omega Ultra Nun. <laughs> See, so because there was a point in the move in the show when she gets pulled on to pulled off to receive the missive, and then she mm-hmm. comes back and gives them some dire news. And I thought I had written it. Down. I think it's in a little, a little bit longer. Bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Alpha Nun announces that she has demanded that Sister Mary Paul Amnesia fulfill her country destiny and become the ultimate country singer nun. Ventriloquist sensation. (laughs) Amnesia's alter ego, Mary Annette, trashes her in front of the audience and then proceeds to fight over a man, as nuns are known to do. (laughs) Mary Annette accuses Amnesia of sexual misconduct. And to be fair, she was caught with her hand up her dress. (laughs) Grabbing her by the pussy, I assume. The puppet see? Is that Oh my god. She stuck her hand up her pass hole. Um Oh my gosh. <laughs> pretty damning evidence in my opinion. Jesus. Alpha Nun tells Hubert to make Amnesia get rid of her alter ego, but their minds are so intertwined that getting rid of one would destroy the other. I love the sister Sybil joke. <laughs> Which one was that? Um it was right after that when they're like I you know, it was your idea to get the puppet. Well, I was hoping it would help her get her memories back. I didn't think she'd become Sister Sybil. I don't know if I get the joke. It's so a that... movie about a woman with multiple personalities. Ah, yes. And so they gotcha. reference. I mean, they have, a, they have a lot of dated references that's, in this. like the sound of the joke going over Warren's head. Like, they, they've got a lot of references that if you weren't... Like, it, it doesn't make for... This show, uh, what am I trying to say? It doesn't, it, it dates itself. Like, at one point, they, uh... That's the problem with pop culture references. Yeah, they, at one point, they mention Roseanne Arnold, and, uh, that's not the thing anymore. Yeah, that flew over my <laughs> that's head. That's been, that's been a while since that's been a thing. Yeah, because I've only known her as Roseanne Barr, and, but she's Roseanne Arnold when she was married to Tom Arnold. Mm-hmm. But, um, if you're getting... Uh, review whiplash from this that's okay because the show is very quick and everything that they do is not related for the most part because it's a cabaret show it's It's to their it's to their origins as a cabaret show yes so that's why there is no overall arcing story well i mean there is a little bit of one which i will get to once we catch up to it in my notes and i think we're almost there okay <laughs> Alpha Nun tells Hubert to make Amnesia get rid of her alter ego, which I just already covered. Uh, <laughs> they get a call while on stage, and it turns out that the Franciscan nuns have come to abduct Sister Mary Paul Amnesia. But Alpha Nun knows that Amnesia is her key to world domination through country music, and she will not relinquish her hold on her, no matter what those Franciscan nuns might say. <laughs> so if you'll recall from the first nonsense uh they recall that sister mary amnesia they were like overseas doing something and something fell and hit her on the head and they thought that she was one of their nuns right yes. so they brought her back and they were like oh we keep hoping that she'll regain her memory and it'll turn out she's one of the franciscan nuns and we can send her back yeah that was before they found out that she was worth money yes and now that they have money they don't want to send her back. But the Franciscans are like, money? There's money mm-hmm. involved? Hey, we want her back because she's worth money. Mm-hmm. And now there's this this, this dark, seedy plot with the Franciscan nuns to try and steal back Sister Mary Paul Amnesia so that they can be filthy rich and and do things with money. What do you do with money? Do you, uh, do you fold it up into airplanes and throw it? I'm not sure, because I've never had it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Payday. Hello, Bill Day. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yes, because 
The Alpha Nun will not relinquish her hold, no matter what. Alpha Nun then re uh, recounts with us her tales of being in the circus as a child, and her time uh, and the time that her brother almost burned to death while she was laughing at him from the tightrope. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was funny. That you was probably so recall great. it better than I do, as you do with most things. Because I can't remember how her brother burst into flames. Oh, so she was dressed as the Statue of Liberty for the 4th of July celebration okay. in Altoona, Pennsylvania, I believe. And so she's crossing the tightrope to get her brother, who's supposed to be one of the immigrants that gets shepherded back across to America. And so she's shepherding her brother across the tightrope and... Her torch goes a little bit too low and singes his butt, which he had Roman candles in his pocket, and they start going off. He had a rocket in his pocket. He had a rocket in his pocket, and he wasn't excited to... And he immolated and burst into flames and yes. died. No, he didn't die. He, he just died. falls off. He falls into the safety net and is yelling at her, going, you pushed me, and she goes, no, I didn't. Liar, liar, pants off on fire you fell off the tightrope wire <laughs> <laughs> and then he died no <laughs> um she and then uh, the alpha nun then performs a necromantic song invoking the spirit of her mother so that she can rub her success in her mother's face <laughs> alpha nun then does a provocative fan dance before sending her her mother's soul back down to the underworld she just she does this 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 spell to bring her mother's soul back up to earth so that she can be like, see, mom, look how successful I am. And then <laughs> back down to the pit that you belong, wench. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Kay knows better than to disagree with, with her husband. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we may both wear the pants in this relationship, but my pants are bigger, damn it. <laughs> Hubert, Leo, and Amnesia sing about how they want to rise up and revolt against the tyranny of the Pope and become priests. Their plans to revolt are cut short by the return of the Alpha Nun, who prepares to subject the sisters to divine judgment, but is interrupted by Robert Ann, who delivers a mafia-style message from the Franciscans, who say they can keep the cuckoo bird amnesia, but they want that prize money, and they had better give it to them if they know what's good for them. Uh, Alpha Nun feels her power slipping away at the horrible news and nearly faints, but the others are quick to get her a magical Japanese elixir to help regain her power. Turns out that the heathen Japanese elixir had poisonous, had poisoned both Hubert and Alpha Nun. God damn it, Warren. And they proceed to sing an intoxicated duet about how they should <laughs> sell their story to movie people and then they'll be rich and famous. God damn it, Warren. What? The heathen Japanese elixir. <laughs> well, if you'll call cats, they refer to the Chinese as the heathen Chinese. And I figured Japan's not that far away from China. Oh my if, god. And if cats say that Chinese are heathens, then I assume that Japanese are heathens too. Hey, this is word. This is the word of cats, okay? If you have an issue, please direct it to uh, 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 Weber. God, that damn. guy. That guy, yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so they, they think that they're giving them water. And it was Saki that was left backstage. Yep, from uh, the sponsor, the... Uh, the sushi bar. The sushi bar and car dealership. Yep. And so Hubert and uh, Regina just get plastered on stage. Mm -hmm. And their scene is really great, but I couldn't really do any jokes because I couldn't, I couldn't really keep up. Mm -hmm. but no, it's pretty rapid fire. It's, it's pretty rapid fire, and they're getting their sentences mixed up, as drunk people mm -hmm. often do, or Warren, even when sober. Uh, <laughs> Beauty is in the eye of the beheadler. <laughs> Be the beheader. That one was great. Rather have a, what was it, a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. <laughs> yes, I can also agree with that one. Uh, let's see. The rest of the nuns see the opportunity to usurp the Alpha and Beta nuns, who are taken off stage to recuperate from the Japanese elixir, leaving the limelight open for the remaining three to sing about being great. Excuse me. The Alpha and Beta nuns escape their imprisonment and sneak back on stage. I think they're turning Japanese. I think they're turning Japanese. I really think so. As they don samurai robes and chase the other three off stage with samurai swords. So I think I ruined my own joke. Are you familiar with that song? <laughs> yes, I think I'm I turning am. Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. Damn it. 
that's comedy gold right there. Oh, so says gosh. Warren, who wrote the joke. <laughs> so this will be this will be one of those things where I'm sitting here going, I really should have had us watch the Mikado first, but you needed a break. But a lot of that's all set pieces and stuff from the Mikado, which is not my favorite Gilbert and Sullivan show, and you'll see why when we do it. Yeah, since they're on the stage that they're on is very Japanesey in terms of uh, mm-hmm. props and everything. So, but yes, after they chase the other nuns off the stage with samurai swords, we then see our villains, the evil Franciscan nuns, lurking in the background, plotting. <laughs> Robert Ann does some habit humor, ticking all the boxes, hanging jokes, Bugs Nunny, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Robert Ann brings the mood down to talk to to talk about her childhood friend, Anne Green, who was a badass mother nunner who was too cool for nun school and dropped out. For her, Vatican I is better than Vatican II. All those years of learning Latin for nothing. <laughs> poor, poor Annie Green. That song I didn't quite get a whole lot because mm-hmm. uh, I got the beginning where she's talking about her friend Annie Green and how tough she was and mm-hmm. stuff, and then it kind of trailed off for me, and I didn't really get that it was the modernizing of the Catholic Church uh, that made her upset. And I was like, the only thing I could think of is like, so, because didn't it get less strict? It did, but there are a lot of people who were like, but my whole life, this... It's the cognitive dissonance when things change for the better or for the, yeah, or or at least to, you know, be more open. And some people will just be like, but no, it's always, it's always been like this. And it's like a gear turning and hitting the same cog over and over. Poor, poor Annie Green. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Amnesia (laughs) tells Sister Bob (laughs) that, uh, I did like that. So, uh, we do at Robert Ann. Makes a joke about getting a letter from prison. I may not be there yet, but one of the inmates refers to her sister Bob. Mm-hmm. Since Robert's a... Or Bob's a nickname for Robert. Yeah. So for the rest of my notes, I refer to her as Sister Bob. Awesome. Amnesia tells Sister Bob that the Franciscans are up to no good, stealing things from the sisters. Sister Bob exacts holy war, uh, enacts a holy war, and delivers righteous vengeance upon the Franciscans. <laughs> Woo! No prob, Bob! Give them hell! <laughs> Speaking of hell... The nuns get the bright idea that they can market themselves as funeral nuns and try to convince the alpha nun that she's dead so Hubert can take her power and position. <laughs> alpha nun resurrects and put in, puts an end to the funeral festivities. Uh, so they, they have like a cart thing and they tell Regina to lay down on it and pretend to be dead and then she like will try to object and they're quiet, you're dead. Yeah. And then they just sing a song about how they could be morticians yeah. basically. Yeah. Like run... Run a funeral convent. Yep, and, and, and just it's kind of a fun song, just, yeah. And Sister Julie is who you'll go to if you want to be cremated. She'll put you in soup, is what I'm assuming. No, because she'll burn you, because she burns everything. Oh! She also poisons things. She does poison things. I mean, I wouldn't... By accident, I wouldn't put it but... past her to get your ashes mixed up with, like, flour, and then she puts ashes in the dough and flour in the urn... <laughs> Because it seems like this bitch needs to go. I mean, if you have 52 accidental deaths on your resume, you should not be allowed to prepare a Hot Pocket. Just saying. Just saying. That was her calling. Is to be the convent cook. Sounds like she called collect and has gone over her limit or something like that. Collect call jokes. <laughs> Speaking so, of dating ourselves. <laughs> they get a call from the police station, and the murderous cook who killed 52 innocent nuns has finally been apprehended. Justice will finally be served, and it's a dish best served with a side of awkward song and dance number from Alpha Nun, who sings about what would Elvis do, the king of kings. <laughs> that is the one song that I'm kind of like, eh. Yeah, I don't really care for this one, but... I think it's because their Elvis impersonation isn't no, super great. No, it's, it's one that felt the most throwback to the cabaret-type show thing, where it's just a bunch of musical numbers, variety show that's... Uh, well, it is a variety show, uh, linked only with, oh, hey, we're the same people putting on these performances, and 
That's that's the song that threw back to that origin of this show yeah. more than anything else. That was. makes sense. Uh, Sister Mary Leo invokes the gospel of the little engine that could, and they begin their can-can chant of positive power. Because, like, the little engine that could, they also can can-can. Wow, okay, I ruined that. <laughs> so, Sister Mary Leo invokes the gospel of the little engine that could, and they being... <laughs> I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, skip this joke. Alpha Nun feels that she can can sell a book to the audience using her circus barker powers by preaching from the book of the Catholic Guide to Gift Giving. My favorite is the do-it-yourself exorcism at home. And Misha offers her uh, prize, her would-be prize from the bingo. Uh -huh. She says, you can sell this in the book! And uh, she offers her night her paint her nighttime painting of the Knights of Columbus discovering a place where people already lived. So how could you logically discover it? Anyway, uh, she reveals this painting, and it's just and she's like the Knights of Columbus discovering America, and it's just a black painting. And they're like, um, where are the people? Where are the ships? It's nighttime. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Robert Ann tells uh, the others that the Franciscans are back, but it was a clever ploy so she could have the spotlight and sing to the audience about how there is no more to life than having the spotlight. How there is more to life than having the spotlight. <laughs> she, she, going, I she, think that you missed the message she, of that song. She deviously sneaks the others off stage so that she can have the spotlight and sings to everyone about how there's more to life than just having the spotlight. Yes. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Remember that part of mixing up your words even when sober? <laughs> the nuns then sing a battle chant about seven Franciscan nuns stuck in a bathroom for a week. They were forced to drink toilet water and result to cannibalism because no one knew that they were in there. I love that song. Oh dear, what a catastrophe. Seven Franciscans locked in the lavatory. They were there from Sunday till Saturday. Nobody knew they were there. I, I like that song. Do you think they ate the fat one first? Probably. <laughs> I mean, that would give you the most calories. Um, I mean, resorting to cannibalism after seven days in a bathroom, though, is a little, uh, it's a little much. Are you kidding me? I'd resort to cannibalism after missing lunch. <laughs> I'd be like, where's a toddler? Where's a toddler? <laughs> Eating babies? Old people and the sick. That's what predators do. <laughs> That's true. You have not gone more than... You've not gone five days without eating before. I have. This is true. Uh, <laughs> that took a dark derailment. That one was voluntary. <laughs> Ish. The mood is brought down by Kay and her story of starvation as well as by the return of the Alpha Nun, who tells the others that the Franciscans are not pleased with being mocked and demand all things, including the extortion money and the return of Sister Mary Paul Amnesia. Amnesia then sings to the others and tells them not to blame themselves for failing. She will go willingly to her death at the hands of the Franciscans. At least, I think that's what she was singing. She reprised her goat song from the first musical, and it was kind of hard to make out the words in her bleeding, but I was able to gather from everyone's facial expressions that they all felt very bad. God damn it. Um, <laughs> what's funny is that, so, this song, when I was little, was one of those things where the mood whiplash would lead to me crying Aww. during this song when I was little, because I was just like, but no, but Amnesia, she can't go back and be a Franciscan, even though the Franciscan order is kind of more like what I would have done if I was a nun, but... Because <laughs> they're the more like, oh, help the poor and help the needy oh. and help animals, because they... St. Francis of Assisi was the one who had the whole, oh, let's take care of animals, and let's take care of the poor and the sick, whereas Dominicans are more the, let's proselytize to the youth, and let's get them into the Catholic Church, and if I remember right, something like that. I feel enlightened. Slightly. 
Slightly. That's, Slightly. That's my job. I mean, remember, when I was thinking of going to seminary and was getting ready to do that, it was for Lutherans, not Catholics. <laughs> oh, it's just a different flavor of Christianity. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like a cake. Like, it all has egg and sugar and, and butter, you know, and you put it in an oven to bake it. It's just, does this one have cream cheese frosting? Does this one chocolate? Is this one vanilla? It's all cake. It's all it's cake. It's all cake. This is true. Some might be raspberry and will kill me instantly. That would be Scientology. Um, <laughs> so, uh, that tangent aside, uh, and my bad joke, Amnesia suffers from a traumatic brain injury from a Japanese birdhouse that falls onto her head, and she gets sent into an amnesia-fueled rage and attacks the Franciscan nuns, who turned out to not be Franciscan nuns. Amnesia sends them running with the fear of God struck into them. So after she sings her sad song about, oh, it's okay, you all failed, I will just go back with these Franciscan nuns, it's okay. And then she sits down, and a birdhouse piece of the set falls down and hits her in the head and and uh, jogs a memory and she's like oh I've heard I knew I've heard that voice before and then she goes off stage and raises hell and kicks the shit out of the supposed Franciscan nuns and it turns out that it was the health inspector who was trying to uh, shut down the uh, the convent the convent thank you mm -hmm. but wasn't able to once that the nuns had money and were able to buy away all their problems uh, and who was the other person? Well, so it was it was Mr. Prestopini, and now I can't See, remember who the other one is. That's, but that's why that guy's so angry. He has a pressed peeny. I mean, if, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, if you pressed my peeny, I'd be pretty angry too. <laughs> um, so he was he was mad because they expelled his son from the Catholic school. That's right. His son Vinny, um, who was in prison or who was in jail with. The That's right. One who wrote to Robert Ann yeah. going when Robert Ann has one of her songs and she she gets she talks about getting a letter from prison and that's when the the prison guy calls her Sister Bob mm -hmm. and uh, he's like hey we got a new person in there it's Vinny he's also from Saint, Saint Helens Saint Helens and so it was that guy's son yes and uh, it all comes together it all now. comes together now um, what I love though is the little Ed Sullivan joke that they have the Sarait. Sarait. Oh, when she gets the birdhouse on her <laughs> mm -hmm. head. Sarait. Sarait. <laughs> but that's just me being silly liking that. But yeah, I, I love that little, wait a minute, I knew I couldn't be a Franciscan. I look terrible in brown. <laughs> and they're like, why? Because it's an earth tone and I need dark colors. Yeah. I you... need cool colors. Cool colors. <laughs> then... The Alpha Nun blames Hubert for not seeing through the devious deceit of the Franciscan knots. But Hubert <laughs> sings hallelujah for everything ends in their favor and brings some soul to the closing song with amen to that. Yeah. Uh, There's so, only one way to end your prayers. Only That's one to say amen. That's to say amen. And so when they're all, after it turns out that the uh, Franciscan knot nuns uh, were found out, they get driven away, and, and everybody is like, happy, hey, we get to keep the money, and Sister uh, Mary Mary Paul Amnesia. Mm -hmm. And uh, then they're they're basically just doing their closing number, saying the only way to end your prayer is with an amen. And they say, amen! And sister say amen! Amen! Brother say amen! Amen! Father say amen! Amen! Mother say amen twice, because you know they don't hear you the first time. <laughs> amen! Amen! <laughs> Gosh, yeah, Hubert. Hubert's my favorite when it comes to the songs because Hubert gets the best songs. Sister's got soul. Mm -hmm. It's one of those like, Hubert, you, you know, you belong in a proper gospel choir. The convent is stifling you. <laughs> it's funny too because uh, they're all good singers, all good performers. Mm -hmm. um, and even though I give Amnesia a hard time about bleeding. Mm -hmm. uh, she is a very good singer. Yeah. But when she does those really high register registries, how do you what's what's the term I would use? Like for when she's singing higher. Yeah. Uh, just singing in the higher octaves, higher. Uh, is it register? Register. Register. Um, okay, like a cash, like cha ching, like cash register. Yeah. yeah. When she's singing in the higher cash register, uh, <laughs> she does kind of. Eh! 
a little bit. Yeah, her vibra- her vibrato game is on point. So what does that mean? What's vibrato? Vibrato when you're like, jeez, uh, oh, okay, put me on the spot here. Uh, the snow cover covered in the snow covered hills. So the landslide. So vibrato is the ah. Yeah, and um. Wow, that was a terrible Stevie Nicks that I did just then. But to be fair, I don't listen to her that much. I can do a way um, better Stevie Nicks. <laughs> um, but yeah, like sometimes when you're holding a longer note, uh, your voice will have the tendency to waver. And that's vibrato. Okay. Vibrato is just the wavering of someone hitting a high note. High note or a long drawn out note. Okay. Um, yeah, I... If if I had thought about something to demonstrate it for you, I would. That's but okay. I did not think to demonstrate That's that. Okay. Anytime you want to sing on our podcast, I highly encourage it. <laughs> Thanks. Trying to get trying to get Kay to sing for me is like pulling teeth, man. She's got a great voice too. As anybody who's listened to the the Jesus versus Jesus double feature will know. Thanks, um, babe. Enough of making my wife uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I thought this, sh- I mean, it made me, do you want to read more of the one Oh yeah, article? let me pull up that article. Cause... I know that you didn't want to give, you know, spoilers, and I'm kind of curious what yeah. they said was the issue with this, because I thought the show was fine. Yeah, they basically say, like, at uh, one point, uh, bah, 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 where Mr. Goggin had the opportunity to create new material with a fresh vision, he took the easy path by simply copying everything that had been successful the first time around. No, no, no. The only thing that they did, in my opinion, okay, so they do a habit humor thing, which mm-hmm. she did in the first thing, but that's kind of that, that that's Robert Ann shtick. Yeah. the habit humor. Yeah. Um, and then they did, you know, the ballerina stuff with Mary Leo, but that's also her thing. So it's like, yeah, it would be like if there was a painting nun and they were upset that the painting nun painted on stage mm-hmm. again, but she's the painting nun. That's yeah. what she does. That's So it just, I think that that criticism is a little empty in terms of its validity yeah and a part of this too is that they're talking about the actual uh actors as well that were in it which we didn't see these actresses but um they're just sort of like oh well they're you know it's it's the same thing as before and but the the thing before was cute and endearing and funny. Yeah, yeah. And so if it's the same thing as before, then it's also cute and endearing and funny. Yeah, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> I mean, it's... I think it's, I don't know. That criticism, I'm kind of like, yeah, you're... I feel like they're just being critical because they're a critic. Yeah, that's, that that's how I feel with it, too. Because I'm kind of like, well, they do change things. Like, they, they update some of the music because... Um, like, the song that Leo sings is very different from her previous song, the uh, song that she sings in the first show. Um, About wanting to be a famous nun ballerina? Yeah, it's it's a different tone. It's different music. It's different style with it's her true. dancing. She's, she's on roller skates. Roller skates yeah. So it's different. And there's... A different story with this one that's kind of a continuation of the last story. It and... absolutely is, and I did like that that subplot with the Franciscan nuns, yeah. you know, the quote unquote Franciscan nuns yeah. trying to take either the money or the mm-hmm. the nun away. Oh, and the talent scout turns out to have just oh, been a ruse that's by right. the talent scout was a ruse by the quote unquote Franciscan nuns because they wanted the nuns to be focused on their performance and not. On them stealing from them. On the, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's it's just, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't agree that this is not, I don't agree at their thoughts that like, oh, well, like at one point they mentioned that, oh, uh, the nun who played Mary Leo went overboard with her interpretation of the untalented dancing sister and turned her into a figure so perky and ultra-cute, including an insincere non-stop grin that it becomes embarrassing to watch her. And I'm like, well, that's Sister Leo, though. That's the character. What the heck? Yeah. I I, I think that it's just a critic wanting to be critical. But that's... That's what critics do. That's what critics do. And I mean, maybe, again, it's because the last musical that we saw was so horrifically bad. 
mayhaps. It's entirely possible. It, it's it's possible, but I don't think so. I don't think so either, because I I mean, granted, it has been a little bit since we've seen the first nonsense. But I mean, I thought this was cute and entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I will put it this way. I'm not not looking forward to number three. Yeah. So. And number three... Will be brand new for will you. Will be brand new for me, because I did have the soundtrack for it, but I didn't listen to it very much, because it goes more... I know that it goes more with Sister Amnesia, who's the country singer. So it has a lot more of the country twang in it. And... I wasn't the biggest fan of country, still am not the biggest fan of country, so that's the only misgiving that I have. But if it's as funny as the other two nonsenses, it'll be fine. And when you're listening to a soundtrack, as you have learned, you don't always know what the story is for a show. Cut to Bat Boy. Um... Yeah, so, you know, like if you were to just listen to the soundtrack of Nonsense 2, you wouldn't know what the story is. No. You wouldn't, just because it, yeah, they don't fill in the in-between parts. Yeah, so. But, yeah, I mean, I thought the the show was cute. I thought it was fun. Awesome. So. So, our next show is a little less cute, but it will still be pretty fun. Um, And so you know the shows leading up to Starlight Express, except for this one. I do. Yeah, because I had mentioned to you that we were going to watch uh, Snoopy the Musical and then Starlight Express, but you didn't know what was going to be in between Nonsense and Snoopy the Musical. And so I am just going to, first off, this will be amazing audio for you guys. <laughs> As Kay goes to her computer to find something to show to Warren. Yes, because I figure showing you the uh, title... First, Kay turns her computer. Warren leans over to read what is on the screen. Just say it. Oh, you're in town. Hey! Yeah! See. Oh, the can I, can picture's I, gonna be a little bit... Is it okay if I read it, though? You can try, yeah. You're in town. What kind of musical is this? An original one! And yeah, then I'm not gonna be able to read the rest yeah. of it. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, we're gonna do You're in Town, because I was able to find a copy of You're in Town. You found a copy of the P-tape? This takes place in Russia, right? Let Tom Arnold know. We found the (laughs) P-tape. Hey, two Tom Arnold references in one episode! I did it! Woo! New personal best. So this is a show that I have heard you reference a lot. Yes. And I know I've... I've heard one or two songs from this. Yes. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, well, we'll cover it in the next episode. Yes, you'll you'll find out that it is a privilege to pee. Free to pee. Yep. Free Gotta... to pee. Free to pee. Free to pee. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, so we just... We we love having you guys. We love list, We love seeing your reactions. Um, we've had a lot of fun on Twitter lately. Warren actually got a Twitter so that I did. He can interact with folks. It's true. And so anything that's said or posted with the tone deaf uh, Twitter, I am aware of it. Yes, I am. I am lurking <laughs> in the background of the internet. It's no longer me holding over the phone, going Warren, look. There is still a bit of that. There still is a bit of that, of me going, Warren! Warren! (laughs) Um, And then uh, we've... So uh, you can find us on Twitter, um, at Tone Deaf Musical. You can also find us on... uh... Sorry, you can... (laughs) You can email us at ToneDeafMusical at Gmail. And if you want to be one of our uh, Playbill sponsors or crew members, you can check out our Patreon, which is also Tone Deaf Musical. Yeah, and I recently changed the tiers up, so um, the $1 is still the ticket holder that is just, you know, your basic. Um, For $3, you can get a mention on the show, would just say your name with a thank you, uh, like we've been doing for Bianucci and for Jasmine Wu. Um, Woo! Jasmine Wu! Thank you all so much. And uh, we we also now have um, our our playbill sponsor um, is now the three dollar level, 
Our stage crew is now the $5, meaning that at $5, you can get access to our bonus episodes. Which are pretty funny. Yeah, we've so far right now, we've got our Paint Your Wagon episode, uh, which was a show that I hadn't seen. As but well I as, have. Yes, that Warren had. And then uh, Written in the Stars, which is the Carl's Jr. musical. And then coming up after that, um, in a couple of weeks, once I get it edited, we'll have our Tony's reaction episode up. Um, and then for $10 or more, uh, you can get a personalized message on the show. Um, and when you join up at that level, you'll get instructions on how to get those brought onto the show. But it'll just be some message that you want. If you want to say happy birthday to someone, if you want to do an anniversary shout out or just a, hey, I listen to this show, you can do that. Um, the stipulations are, of course, no racist or homophobic stuff, nothing sexist, nothing too gross, because we're, even though we're an explicit tag show, uh, we, we do have our morals, <laughs> scant as they may be. And if you want it read by either Kay or myself, uh, if you want any silly voices, I'd be happy to do something like that. Yeah, like Warren. Maybe you want something to say like this, like you have an Aunt Susie who sent you a birthday card, and Aunt Susie's an avid musical theater listener, and she listens to Tone Deaf religiously, so you want to have Warren come and say, Aunt Susie, little Timmy says thank you very much for his <laughs> gift card to Amazon or some <laughs> other place. <laughs> That was weird and unnecessary, <laughs> and I apologize. For $10, I won't do that voice if you don't want. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, uh, uh, and of course we thank you all for, for coming back week after week and uh, mm -hmm. listening to our show and sharing it with your loved ones. And, and if you are not interested in being a Patreon sponsor, that is absolutely okay. But... We would really, 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 truly appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, anywhere where you can give us a plug and say, hey, five stars, this show is funny. Yeah. Um, because and... that is, that helps us so much. That is leaps and bounds. That is very, very, very appreciated. And it helps us to, you know... Uh, get bigger and then spread to a, a larger audience and maybe we can get some of that sponsor money. Some of yeah, that, some of that yeah. sponsor that money thrown nice. our way, Kay. And, yeah. and we can turn around and spend it on stuff like food and treats for the dog. And audio equipment. <laughs> audio equipment. Put it towards a house. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, and so other things, uh, we are also on Podchaser, um, which is another uh, podcast Pro, or not program, podcast website. Um, and we actually did get a nice review from Ruckland, one of Aww. our biggest supporters and fans. Thank you, uh, Ruckland. Yeah, so, um, and in that same vein as well, feel free to join us on the Podcast Junkie Discord. I've got the description, in, or the link in the description of our podcast. There we go. Those are words. That place is awesome. Um, I've, I've dusted off my Discord and I've been... Actually, part of it's been great because I've been discovering some other podcasts that I've been listening yes. to and uh, interacting with other podcast uh, producers and just enjoyers. And it's been a lot of fun. There's cool people on there. So if you enjoy our show or if, you, if you're looking for some new shows that uh, to listen to, come join the Podcast Junkie Discord, and you don't have to be a content creator. You can just be a content enjoyer. Yeah. And everybody on there is super nice and super laid back. A couple of the shows that I want to give a shout-out to as well, there's uh, Ninth World Journal, which they're gearing up for the second season soon. In Ninth World Journal, their episodes are shorter, about 10 minutes or so, so you could blow through that whole first season in a day if you wanted to, like I pretty much did. Yeah, and uh, I did too, and it's, it's, oh, it's so good. It's an audio drama, it's great. Um, it, even if you don't know anything about the tabletop game Numenera, it's still very enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it, and now I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Another shout-out I would like to give is to Private Island uh, Presents Up, uh, Up All Night. Yes. They're Alone in the Dark. Uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the ones that Kay and I like to listen to when we're playing games, and I did not grow up with uh, Nickelodeon or Alone in the Dark, but it's 
it's still enjoyable listening because it reminds me of watching Goosebumps. And, yeah. Like, these these uh, horror, these scary shows produced for children mm-hmm. and how they can be entertaining or just outright ridiculous. Yeah. And so it's funny to watch adults be like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. And, so... and um, in the horror vein, we also have Pomegranates and Pitchforks, which is a Utah-based podcast. Those ladies so are great. They I've, are awesome. I've only listened to a couple episodes with Kay. Kay is further along than I am, but they are also great. Their, their dynamic is very enjoyable. Yeah, they are fantastic. So... Uh, there are other shows, Twisted Tangents and Twisted Britain. We've got Oz9, Two Guys, One Cone, Good Morning Guys, uh, the Podcast Junkie show itself. Um, just all these great shows are on the Podcast Junkie Discord. I would highly recommend joining it. We'll also throw a link up in the Twitter as well. Um, but yeah, we're, we're just, we're excited to keep sharing this show with you guys. Uh, we recently crossed 600 downloads, which is fantastic. I was ecstatic to see that. We were just like, what? And because especially lately, like we've, we've really ballooned, um, with, uh, viewership. Um, and it's definitely since mm-hmm. we've joined uh, Podcast Junkie. So thank you to everybody on the Podcast Junkie yeah, group. Yeah, you who's guys been, are amazing. Who's been giving us some love and support. And yeah. we love and support you guys too. Yeah, we love you guys. So that'll be it for this week. Um, we'll catch back up with Warren's Adventures in Town next week. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone Deaf. Deaf.